everyone, and welcome to the Monday edition of Baseball Today, presented to you by our good friends over at Manscaped. We'll tell you how you can save a little money, plus feel a little fresher in time for the holiday season. It's my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose with you. Plouffe, I love the specs, dude. What's going on there? You know, as I was sitting here, you can see the sun coming into my studio. Yeah. It was getting me right in the face, so I decided to be proactive, put these glasses on, but I realized, Rosie, they're not great sunglasses. These are just straight fashion. Like they're not, they're not shading my eyes from any sun. But I look cool. Yeah, maybe that's all that I need. I don't know if he lives in your um, posh gated community, but you might have to return those to Elton John when you're done with them. We'll see. <laughs> Olivia said they age me, like they make me look older. But I said I don't. Yeah, know. they do. They do a little bit. So, uh, <sighs> okay. do I look any different to you on this Monday? Yes, your face looks nice and cleanly shaven, and you have a new C hat? Yes, that would be the Cleveland Guardians. Yes, yeah, they sent me right, a nice man. little gift box over the weekend, so I got the T-shirt and the hat. It was so interesting, so I posted it. You know, Michelle was like, you have to video the gift box opening because people love that stuff, and it did. It got, like, over 50,000 views, which is a big wow. number for me. I usually don't get that on Twitter, but the... It was so interesting. The amount of hate it got for A, the name, uh, B, they should still be called the Indians, which I've made my point countless times. No, they shouldn't be. Let's move on as a society. And all these people who are spewing, well, I'm not going to root for them if they do had a name change. Y'all are full of shit. You're still going to love the team. I haven't found one person who roots for a team because of the nickname. Not one. And if, and if like that's... If that's it, if that's what's going to make you leave watching a sport, I guess like you're really probably never a fan of the sport anyway. Right. Exactly. Let's not forget. And I look, I don't even know why I'm, this is political. It's not at all. These were Native Americans. They weren't in India. Like, I, I don't understand that whole thing. Well, let's let's move on. I don't get it. Dude. Exactly. Let's start talking a little baseball. Uh, obviously, uh, there, there weren't any huge signings. A few trickled in over the weekend. But we want to start by talking about the big-name shortstops that are out there. And Joel Sherman in the New York Post actually reported that he feels like the Yankees are going to pass on the first round of these elite shortstops, that they're not going to throw out $200, $300 million offers, whether it's to Correa or to Story, or to all these guys. They're going to wait until the market softens and then circle back. Are you buying that report? And if you do, does it make sense for the Yankees to take that tact? I think being patient is just fine in a market that we have right now. There are a bunch of guys, uh, really good shortstops. And, you know, I think Correa heads it, but, like, the guys right behind him are really good, too. You mentioned Seager. He's probably on that same tier as far as the contract he wants. Stories going to come at a discount but i think he's probably on the same tier as those guys as well so like there there are a lot of options buy as another one i think what's happening really though chris is they're having to figure out okay yeah we do want one of these guys but we don't necessarily want to break the bank we have aaron judge looming we, mm -hmm. we're gonna need to sign him and then i think the other thing going on in their mind is what if one of these guys we have in the minor leagues is really good we got volpe we got peraza coming up what if one of these guys is the answer and we don't need to go spend this money? That'll put us in a much better position going forward. So I think they're really – they're determining their next steps and they're being patient, which I think is the right 
play right now. We have a lockout looming. The CBA needs to be all figured out. I think once that happens, um, I almost, if I'm the Yankees, I know they've been promising their fans forever that they're going to go after one of these guys. But if they think they can lock up Judge and they believe in one of these young shortstops, I'd almost rather go that route than signing a guy for 10 to 13 years. I really would. Because well, I'll, tell, I'll, tell, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Judge is is there. He's the face of your franchise right now. I think you need to lock him up. Put him in right field, DH. You have the judge's chambers. He's going to be there. And let's see if one of these guys can come up and, and, and be a guy for you and you have a lot of money to go and supplement your roster moving forward. That's how, that's what I believe. So you know, you read all the the write ups on Volpe in particular that his glove could play at this level right now, and that's the biggest thing for them. You know, I don't know how athletic he is. I have to be honest with you. I've seen a few clips. I have not seen him play games, so it's not fair for me to say he either is ready or he's not ready. But yes, um, they need to get more athletic. We've talked about that. They need to take care of Aaron Judge. We have talked about that. So how do you make the players around him better? Uh, you know, this is an interesting tact. I, I, I do think that maybe you go, I, I still think they need to strengthen their rotation a little bit. I would like to see them get stronger defensively in center field. Uh, you know, I think, I know Aaron Hicks is coming off of, you know, major surgery again, injury plague seasons. He's still relatively cheap for what they're paying him when he's out there. The thing is when he's out there. So yeah, I could see it at first. I read it and it was kind of jarring. And it's not the sell that you have to usually give Yankee fans, but I think it could work being disciplined. Sometimes the Yankees are their own worst enemy when it comes to this sort of decision-making. Yeah. I mean, all fans of every sports team want their franchise to go out and sign every single good player, but you have to be particular about who you sign. We've seen, you see these contracts blow up and you know, you don't go around signing everybody you sign what makes sense for your franchise so you think could benefit you in the long run and like it's not just free agents you have to think about your minor leaguers you have to think about the guys in arbitration it's a whole roster 40 of them and beyond that you have to think of so i think waiting is good for the yankees right now i'm interested to see who the first team like who who goes off the board first and and who that team is going to be to go get one of these guys because i think it doesn't matter who they go to. We're going to sit back and, and, and say, was anybody else willing to match that price? Right. Because it's going to be a big price. All right, let's move on to a guy who is going to be posted from over in Japan. It is Seiya Suzuki. Uh, he is a five-time All-Star. Last year, 38 homers, almost a 1.1 OPS. Uh, nine years over there, a 986 career OPS. He's an outfielder. He's 27 years old. Uh, we understand he's very, very good. Uh, he's going to garner an awful lot of interest out there. On a scale of one to five, how interested are you in his future over here in the States? I'm really interested in it. I love when guys come from different places to come play and try their, not not their luck, but their skill at Major League Baseball. This is This is the top league in the world right here. And we're always trying to have the best players playing it. So if Isaiah Suzuki is one of those, we want him over here. And I'm very interested to see where he goes. He is a right-handed power bat that I think I read somewhere that in the last two seasons, his strikeouts and walks match up. Wow. That's, ex that's exactly what you want. And there's a lot of teams that will be willing to look for that. The Giants are one of them. Um, and we'll talk about them a little bit more later. The thing that really interests me, though, is I want to see how – I don't really care the team. But I want to see him come over and perform. 
there's not a lot of Japanese bats that come over and and perform. And we know the big ones. We know Otani. We know Suzuki. We know Matsui. I think the biggest thing that the biggest difference for these guys, and I've played with, I've only played with guys from Korea. I guess uh, Nishioka was also from Japan, so I have a little experience with some Japanese players. It's the velo, it's the physicality of of Major League Baseball that's different for them. You know, everyone can hit for power, everyone throws hard, and that's the thing that both those guys said to me was, it's they come take batting practice, and every single person can hit the ball, you know, in the upper deck. And they're and what they both told me was. Back in the KBO and in Japan, you're not really seeing that on a, for everybody. So it's the physicality, the velo that's really tough for those players when they come over. And, you know, Shohei's obviously done really well recently. And maybe this is a new group of guys that are going to come over and, and do well offensively. Because I think that maybe that Japan, uh, the Japanese league is catching up to Major League Baseball a little bit as far as velo and stuff like that. I'm just curious to see how they perform because it is a totally different league. So I'm very interested. So on a scale of one to five, I would give it you know, like a four and a half. Definitely. I do care where he ends up. I don't want him going to some place on a team where he's not going to be in contention. I want to see a guy have to perform on a daily basis in crunch time and when it counts. And this is very different than the Otani posting of several years ago. Because remember, because of Otani's age at the time, he couldn't cash in as a true free agent. This guy can't. He's going to rake in some serious coin. He's not going to come over for just nothing. You know, Otani was basically getting the minimum when he came over here. His team was reaping the benefits because of the posting fee, but he wasn't. If he had waited a, a while longer, he could have come up, built up more equity over in Japan, and then cashed in big time. He's going to be just fine. He's going to get a 200 to $300 million deal. It's all going to work out because of what he just did this year. But, yeah, of course, we have a Japanese... MVP that just dominated baseball. If you say you're not interested, I don't know what you're watching. I don't know what you're watching. Yeah, the posting is a little bit different to your point, Chris. Now, there is no blind posting anymore. Uh, right. I think he's able to negotiate with every single team. He's not an unrestricted free agent. So what that means is, and this is from what I read. Someone in the chat can can tell me if I'm wrong. The team, his team, I think it's the Hiroshima Carp. That correct yes yeah they get 25 percent of his first 20 million dollars 20 percent of the next 25 and like 17 percent of all the money after that they still get like performance bonuses incentives they're just dipping their hand the entire time through his contract but he is going to get to pick where he gets to go and i think mm -hmm. that's really interesting because yeah is he going to pick a winner a team that's ready to go right now is he going to go for you know the most money it's 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 all very interesting and not only are we watching to see where he's going to sign, I think the biggest thing is I want to see this guy like go into spring training. I want to see him face uh, uh, Major League Baseball pitching and see what we got. So once he is posted, uh, there's a 30-day negotiating window, okay? Now, that could be interrupted by a possible lockout. If that happens, they put a freeze on it. So the 30 days does not continue just in case you're scoring at home when it comes to negotiations. <laughs> Oh, boy. Here we go. I just had to get that in there. All right. Uh, we're going to do a little negotiating for you. You know, it's November 22nd. We are just a little more than a month away in case you're, you're, you you want to buy some gifts for family and friends or for yourself. 
courtesy of manscaped.com. Use the code word baseball today. You're going to get 20% off of free, uh, 20% off plus free shipping because they want to give you the ultimate premium body wash and a two in one shampoo and conditioner. This is big time stuff, right? Because if you have dry skin, ashy skin, that stuff's ugly. Like that's someone special in your life. You're going to be like, you ashy. Clean it up a little bit. Take care of yourself. Well, the new Manscaped product includes the Ultra Premium Body Wash. It's a 16-ounce aluminum bottle with a pump top. Uh, it's got infused aloe vera and sea salt to keep your skin feeling fresh and clean. You got to clean yourself. Body wash. Take care of yourself. You work out. You go to the gym. Sometimes you're wearing those tight-fitting pants and things can get a little <laughs> nasty and gnarly down there. Clean yourself. It's that simple. And once again, they've got the Manscaped Perfect Package 4.0. It includes the Crop Preserver, Crop Reviver, the Anti-Chafing Ball Deodorant, Moisturizer, Toner. They've got the cool underwear as well. Michelle Rhodes is a big fan of that stuff, by the way. When she sees I think I have it on right now. Huh? I think, I think I have Manscaped underwear on right now. The Manscaped? Yeah, and Chris, let me tell you this. I use the shampoo. I use the body wash. They sent me a whole package. It's pretty good. I like it a lot. Okay. Like you said, a big aluminum bottle, boom, press down top. It's easy. It's it's very, I don't know how to say this. It's manly. You, it's manly and it's user-friendly. Believe yeah. me, that someone special in your life is going to say thank you. Thank you for hooking it up. Manscaped.com slash baseball today, 20% off and free shipping. Take care of yourself yeah. so you can take care of business. Let's get back to baseball okay. business. Okay, Port out there says Giants are sniffing around on free agent outfielder Nicholas Castellanos. Is that the perfect free agent landing spot for him, or do you say it's somewhere different? I think anywhere this guy ends up is going to be awesome. Like he can rake. What a season he just had 34 with 100, 930 something OPS. The guy is a raker. So if you go, you know, Google Nick Castellanos' name, you know, two teams come up. And again, I think this guy fits on any freaking team, but the two teams that are coming up a lot in these rumors are the Giants, which you just mentioned, and then the Marlins. I I, I like both fits. If the Giants, the Giants are going to get somebody to replace Posey's bat. They need a right-handed hitter. So mm -hmm. the guy we just talked about, Seiya, could be that guy. Castellanos could be that guy. Chris Bryant could be that guy. I like the Marlins, though, for Castellanos. He's played all okay. over the place. Hometown team, exactly. You played in Detroit. That's tough, man. Playing in Detroit's tough. Playing in Cincy, tough. This would be a nice end Playing of his career. That's a band box. I'm not talking about the the I'm not talking about the place. I'm talking about living in Cincinnati and living oh. in Detroit. Those are not fun <laughs> cities to live in, bro. Hey, all major league baseball Stop. fields are fun to play at. I'm talking about the city itself. It'd be awesome for him to go back home. Okay. This is where he grew up. This is where all his friends and family are. He could go end his career. I don't know if he's going to end his career. He might play till he's 40, but at, towards the end of his career, to go home and to play for your hometown team, I think would be a really nice fit for him. They're going to have to pay up, though, because they're not really contending right now, and I think that might matter to him also. Mm -hmm. um, but the hometown draw is strong. I promise you, all players eventually want to be closer to home. You travel so, so much. This guy's been, this guy's been in professional baseball for – you know, 10, 12 years now, it's nice to get home and like kind of just have that warm feeling, Chris. Come on, man. I get that. Hold on. 
let's say you had come off a huge year and you were a free agent and you could have played for the Dodgers. You know how many hangarounds you would have had? How many guys you would have had bugging you for tickets? Like at some point, living in your hometown, it sounds great. It doesn't always turn out that way. I've I've heard both sides, but I really have the. But that whole like thing you're talking about giving tickets to everybody that wears off. Eventually, people don't want to come see you play. I talked to Joe Maurer about this. He goes, when I was first here, every single day, everyone wanted to come see me play, and then eventually, they're sick of you. They they're sick of it, and they that goes away. I don't think that's a big enough deterrent. I would have loved to play for the Dodgers. I would have loved to play for the Dodgers. I don't care how many people want tickets. You know what you tell them? No. Buy your own ticket. That's what you tell them, Chris. You kidding me? Okay. All right. Fair. Uh, I think he does fit in both those places quite nicely. I know that some people um, out in San Francisco, as much as they would love his bat in the heart of that lineup, shudder when they think about a ball being blown around there in right field and Castellanos having issues with it. Uh, he's not the second coming of Roberto Clemente or Ichiro out there in right field. We get that. Uh, but, you know, you hope that he – it's always like the um, the guy on the basketball court who says, listen, I might give up 30, but I'm going to score 35. <laughs> so that means I was plus five against my man. The so DH you, you is coming, though. Yeah, that's true too. I I would yes. The DH is coming. So it's a good spot. I am not going to give you the perfect spot. And here's why. There's a new episode of the Rose Rotation where we have a free agent fantasy draft. And uh go out and listen to it. It's a really oh. really fun episode. Uh, Do you I'll have you a spot details. that's not one of these two spots? Perhaps. Okay. I can't I can't give that away apparently. Secret episode. I like it. Yeah, it's fun. It's really fun. So I don't want to give that away. All right. Uh, a lot of uh, interesting 40-man decisions made last week in terms of roster movement. Some guys were DFA'd. Other guys were traded in order to make room. I thought two of the more interesting ones were uh, Brent Honeywell was shipped from Tampa Bay, which is pitching rich, out to Oakland in order to try and give him a fresh start. And they felt like they just didn't have room for him on the 40-man. And then Clint Frazier, a former top five overall pick in the draft, who was, of course, traded to New York from Cleveland in the Andrew Miller deal and was seen as part of the outfield future in New York. They said bye-bye to him after an injury plagued 2021. Uh, which move was more interesting to you? They're they're both interesting. I think both these guys, you know, will or could thrive in a new situation. Uh, you know, if you watch Clint Frazier play baseball, like he's – he's got a lot of talent and he's to harness that talent a little bit, you know, like he goes, did he win a gold glove? Wasn't he a finalist for a gold glove after people just absolutely ripping him? Robbie, you're, you're a Yanks guy. Was he a yeah, finalist that, for a gold glove? That doesn't sound familiar. I swear he was. So like the talent is there for this guy, you know, you know, the, a lot of stuff with the New York media and him. You wonder how much of it was overblown. Like if he gets a chance somewhere else where the media isn't hounding him day in and day out, maybe he, you know, relaxes a little bit. That's what it seems like he needs to relax a little bit when he's out there, kind of plays pedal to the metal all the time. And sometimes you just can't do that. Uh, with Honeywell, I was talking to him a couple days before this happened. He told me that he just now – got up on the bump and went full bore. He was so excited about it. He's like, all I want to do is pitch, dude. 
He's like, I'm letting it eat finally. And I talked to him after he said it went really, really well. And like a, literally a day afterwards, he shipped out to the A's. So look, if you're going to go somewhere, if you're a guy that um, still needs to develop a little bit, raise to the A's is perfect for you. They're going to give him a shot. Mm-hmm. Like that's the thing about the A's. They're going to give their young guys a shot to go up there and compete and do well. So this guy has all the talent in the world too. I'm talking about Honeywell now. Um, I just, I root for him no matter what. But I, I think this is a spot where, like, I love for him. I'm, I'm, I'm very, very anxious to see how he performs and, like, what kind of leash they're going to give him and all that good stuff because the talent is there for both of these guys. Yeah, Honeywell's had major arm trouble. Uh, you mentioned this is a great landing spot. It's going to get even better over the next few months whenever they do trade at least one, if not more than one, of the combination of Bassett, Manaya, and Montas. There's going to be roster spots and rotation spots open for this kid as long as he stays healthy. Yes, it's a lottery ticket for Oakland, but one they have to fire into the air. Clint Frazier, I think I think he could end up being a steal. You know, as long as he is fully recovered from whatever health issues he has had. And, you know, he had a really good 2019, a really good 2020, and then a downturn, a less than 650 OPS in, in limited action in 2021. I agree. I think getting out of New York will be a good place for him. I don't know where. I mean, I actually could see him getting a shot in a place like Cleveland, in a place like Oakland, where there's not as much pressure. Um, I think the guy can play. He's got those quick wrists. really reminds me of Sheffield, of Moises Alou, guys like that. Right-handed sticks where you try and bury the ball inside, and all of a sudden it's sitting in the left field bleachers. So I'd like to see him get an everyday shot somewhere. You know what, like – and I don't know Clint, and I don't really know people that are either. around him. So from an outsider's perspective, he's a guy that if he totally, totally committed himself on every facet of his life, I'm talking diet, workout, sleep, all that stuff, and maybe he's doing that already. So if he is, forget what I'm saying. But I believe like just looking at him and the strength and the raw athleticism, if he devoted himself – like a Tom Brady devotion level. Like, I think he could be like really, really good. And it's not easy to do that though. Like life pulls you in many different directions. And sometimes the game mentally is very, very tough and it breaks you down. But if he, I just like look at him and and, like, if he came into spring training and said, I got a mental health coach, I got a chef, I got all these things, uh, my whole new routine, I would bank on him having a massive year yeah so we'll see and once again we don't know it's possible he's got all these things we just don't know we're we're not privy hopefully he'll talk when he gets to his new team and he said for a long time there's things i'd like to clarify hopefully he will and then there's an understanding between his new fan base and clint frazier and more importantly clint frazier and the organization so we wish both those guys well in their new homes finally i'm sure you've seen the video we had it on our john boy media social channels uh, winter ball got a little out of hand. Willens Ostadio, who was just DFA'd by the Twins recently, a sucker punch in a fight. First of all, man, I, I don't know. I suppose anything goes in fights like this. No, hell no. Not anything goes. This doesn't go in any fight ever. I told you guys before the show started, this is loser shit. I'm not saying Williams Ostadio is a loser, but like that action is loser shit. Like you don't go blindside people. And this is the scariest thing about baseball brawls. I tell people this all the time. Like, oh, 
you know, like, how come, uh, you know, nothing ever happens in the baseball? I'm like, you don't, you haven't seen enough baseball brawls. There's 50 freaking people out on the field, all like circling around each other. Like there's punches thrown. You don't see, like, it's scary to have a guy come in and blindside you like that. You, you could fracture your skull. You could have internal bleeding. There's all sorts of stuff that could happen, you know, as a, as a reaction to this horrible punch. So I hate it. I hate everything about it. I got to be honest with you. I mean, I don't think there's any – I'm trying to think of a situation where I'm like, okay, Williams, like, I'm glad you did that or good job. Like, I don't – even in the worst scenarios, the pitcher did the worst thing. It still just doesn't make any sense. Were you ever in a real good one in the big leagues? Not in the big leagues. Bench is clear, nothing bad. I had a couple bad ones in the minor leagues. I think that happens a lot. People forget, yeah. like, the minor leagues is tough. People are crazy. Yeah. Um, so As yeah. a fan – with uh, with Cleveland in 1987, they were playing the Kansas City Royals, and Willie Wilson was at bat, and Ken Schramm was on the mound and threw a little chin music. Wilson did not like it. These two teams had had some issues over a couple days. So Wilson ends up flying out, and as he's circling back to the third base dugout, from first base, he charges full bore at Schramm, <laughs> decletes him, dude. I see that. Decletes him on the way back. <laughs> Most brawls happen. Like if you get thrown at and you're not happy, you go charge to the mound. He waited until he flew out, and then he gets like a 90-foot head start, full steam, and Schramm looks like a wide receiver crossing the middle and a safety just decleated him. Oh, my gosh. That's a nasty hit. You know what happened? I'm telling you, I could, I could, I'm in this guy's head right now. He was already pissed about the chin music. Then he misses his pitch and flies out. That'll set you over the edge. You miss your pitch. You're so mad that he saw. He probably got him in his crosshairs and was like, "I'm, I'm going for it." And yeah. he, he laid the hammer down right there. That was a pretty good one. Let's that reenact that next time that we get together, me and you. Absolutely, absolutely. I'll be the pitcher. You, be, you look like Ken Schramm, actually. A I'll be bit. the pitcher. Definitely. Come on, come yeah. get it, baby. Excellent. Well, you you want a shot at this? You want <laughs> no. this locomotive coming at you? That's some dad strength right there, man. Hell yes. I'm about to go get my lift on, get my swole on with my trainer in a few minutes. So we got to wrap this thing up. What do you have coming up on John Boy Media? Is Clint Frazier going to be with you? Yeah. Maybe we'll that's go. what he needs. You yeah, and Little Rose Frazier. time? <laughs> uh, I'm going to... Be a new Guardians <laughs> lid? <laughs> I got talking baseball. It's just me and uh, old Jimmy O'Brien there today. Talking Jake is on vacay because he always is on vacay. He's never filling in for everybody. I got that. I'm filming an episode of Sequence. that will come out tomorrow. So a lot of good things happening for me. What about you, man? All right. So I told you about this free agency fantasy draft we had. It was myself. It was Jake. It was Pete Moylan. It was Miguel Rojas. So I was so happy that an active player wanted to be part of this. So what we do is we each drafted eight players. Just think of it as your fantasy football draft where it's a snake draft. And um, there were there's a points value chart. There's more incentive to have guys move than to return to their original teams. There's incentive if they're award winners and you pick them or if they were all-stars from the last season and if you get the contract length as well. We did not deal with money because I didn't want to put that on Miguel Rojas, who's a player rep, to have to figure out who's going to be breaking the bank and who's sure. not like, could you imagine if he um, undersold a pitcher and some pitcher found out about it and then he'd face Rojas and then he'd drill him next year. I don't want to do that to Mickey. He's one <laughs> of the best human beings I've ever met. It's a really fun episode. Think of it as the uh, trade draft fantasy tracker that we did. 
in the middle of the season, yes. which was kind of just thrown together at the last minute. This one, our editor, producer extraordinaire, Robbie Scirocco, crushed mm. on the graphics. So you can listen to it wherever you download your podcast. I highly recommend you watch it on YouTube. It's a better watch. It's so much more fun. You can see the facial expressions of the guys because we're all shit talking about everybody's picks and stuff. It's really fun. I love it. I love Miggy Rojas. Yeah, he's a good dude. Man. What a guy. Such a good human. Such a good human. Uh, and then we're back at it on Baseball Today, Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, live here on our YouTube channel. Yes? Friday. My man. You're out. Are you out? We're both out. We are. We decided that already? Yeah, we're not going. Yeah, we're going to give everybody okay. a, a nice long weekend. Everybody is well-deserving of it. And then we'll be back next Monday. But we have Wednesday to push through, dude. I know, but I want to ask you a question about Friday. Yeah, what do you got? I got the over-the-line tournament. Crespi High Baseball throws it every year. Over-the-line? We kind of have an open spot. If you want to come out and get some, you let me know. What? All right, hold on. What time is the over-the-line tournament? Early. 8.39, something like that. We'll talk offline, off the air about this. I don't know. You know what? I'll, I might let the chat decide on Wednesday if I should do the over-the-line tournament. Okay. I'll explain the rules and all this stuff. 16-year-old son play? Yeah, we need Brady. We need Brady. Brady can do it. He pitched well yesterday. Three shutout innings. Nice. He's getting there. Go Brady. All right, listen, everybody, thank you so much for joining us. We appreciate you finding our new home here on YouTube, at least for the live version. Keep consuming the product. You guys are the reason that we are the number one streaming service for all baseball fans out there. We appreciate you. We don't take it for granted. We know that you have a lot of choices out there. So thank you, thank you, thank you. And it's awesome. And don't forget to go get your Manscaped, all right? Go take care of your two-in-one shampoo and body wash. Yeah, do it. <laughs> We will see you Wednesday. Thanks for tuning in here on Baseball Today.